Lighthouse Nursery in Edgerton. If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Alrighty, greetings on a Thursday morning. So glad you're stepping in. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Don't forget, we are going to be visiting with our friend Zach Owens. He is a broker with EverAg. He's checking in this morning. I think a lot of dairy farmers very concerned about what's happening with our milk prices, what's happening with trends in the dairy industry. I appreciate you letting me know what's going on in your community as it relates to dairy. Maybe it's an upcoming June dairy event. Maybe it's rainfall. Maybe it's planting progress. Whatever you've got. Remember, our Midwest Farm Report talk text line is always open to you. The number is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Use it often. So for today, it looks like we've got some partly sunny skies on the way. A little warmer today, up to around 77 degrees. Tomorrow, a few clouds, about a 30% chance of rain on Friday, 65. Saturday, sunshine and 71. Sunday, sunshine and 73. Monday, sunshine and 71. Does Stumuck agree with that forecast? We'll find out what he's got to say in about 15 minutes' time. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Wisconsinites love local. Uh, we love buying local. We love knowing who we're buying from. Uh, and that's what we were able to offer to them. We keep hearing, I've really thought about solar for a long time. I'm finally able to do it because I've got a local person that I can trust. The more you know about solar, the better. But I think the most important thing is knowing who to work with. And that's us. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal. And I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's a time to raise awareness of those living with mental health issues and to help reduce the stigma so many experience, especially in the agriculture industry. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jess Beauchamp, dedicated counselor who handles the telecounseling and support groups for farmers to take advantage of through the Farm Center Wellness Program, explains more about the resources they have available. My role within the Farm Center Wellness Program is that I am the host for the support groups that we have once a month, which is run by peer leaders, so farmers themselves. I am the telehealth counselor for them, which can be um, utilized quicker than maybe an outpatient counselor. And then I'm also, under their voucher program, I can provide on-the-farm counseling in certain areas of the state, so I can go to farmers. Can you talk about the services or resources that are available for farmers who may be struggling with mental health? Can you kind of go through a little bit more in depth on what you were just talking about and how those counseling and those support groups are really supporting these people? The voucher program is really nice because it can be used all around the state, um, and that means that the counselor contracts directly with the farm center so the farm center pays for it but it still remains confidential and counselors are available for farmers to go to or also see online as well if that works out better and then um, same thing with the support groups during the winter months we offer them twice a month 
And now, of course, because farmers are getting really busy, we offer it one night a month, and it's just for an hour. Um, it typically is about, you know, eight to ten farmers that come on, and it's, you know, we have some ones that come repeatedly. We have some new ones that come occasionally. And it's just a place to talk about, you know, the trials and tribulations of being a farmer. It could be things like crops or weather. It sometimes is, you know, I'm pretty anxious or, you know, more mental health or wellness. Sometimes it's about, you know, the people that are working for them and they have, you know, a mental health diagnosis and how do I work with someone and help them. So the support groups are literally support from one another that are in the um, egg industry. And so they kind of get it and can help. And then I'm there to, as the host. So that if any further information is needed about mental health or substance use, that I can give them information from a therapist that they can take and use. There's the 24-7 line, which can be called anytime. If someone's struggling and just wants to talk, um, they can have access to someone right away. Again, that's free and confidential. And then the telehealth services, which typically someone will call in and to the farm center and if they want telehealth services and they need something, you know, not 24-7, but they need something maybe within the next week or so, they can get an appointment with me and we can just talk and find out maybe what the best route is for them for ongoing services if needed. How often are you seeing these resources being utilized? Actually, it's increased quite a bit in the probably the last year or so. I think the stigma has been reducing um, and people are becoming more aware of it. And because it's free and confidential and easy, <laughs> you don't have to leave your, your farm or your house or wherever you're at to go to services. Um, so I would say they're being utilized quite a bit, actually. People are getting more comfortable with just talking about what's going on in their life. Mental health is, like you mentioned, sort of a stigma for people to talk about, especially in the agriculture industry. So why is this hotline and these resources so heavily needed? The egg industry is a tough industry to be in. Um, it's so needed, but the people that work within it um, are working oftentimes, you know, 365 days a year, seven days a week. Um, and a lot of them, you know, live on the farm. So you don't, like some of us, when we leave work, right, we get to get in a car and go somewhere else. And it's like you mentally can take a break from it. But for a lot of farmers um, and even farm families, you live right there, so you look outside and, you know, work is right there. Um, if something is needed, you're right there to take care of it. So there really isn't too much of a break, and that is very overwhelming for your brain and your body, physically, mentally. And so just having someone to talk to, you can process through stuff and then truly let it go or move on from it, where sometimes we think, you know, if we just, you know, shove it down and do something else or um, distract ourselves, we're dealing with it, but we're not. And then it kind of comes up at the most inopportune time and it makes us struggle. So the services are good in that you can just call in, process something. Some people will come in a couple times and or talk to us a couple times and they're they're good to go. And some people need longer term and that's okay too. What are you seeing as some of the key factors that people are reaching out? It varies. I think more recently, I would say it's actually some of the farm owners um, seeking advice for like a family member or someone that works for them, which is great because they're noticing like, hey, I can do something to help this person. And um, especially with farmhands, they're hard to find and hard to keep. So if I have one and they're working out really well, but maybe there's a struggle of some sort, you know, if the farmer can help that person, there's a greater chance that they're going to stick around. Um and, you know, just build a better relationship. There's a lot of respect that goes on then. Um, so I would say that has been a lot more recently. And then otherwise, it's usually relationships, um, you know, communication, not necessarily even spouses, but between parents and kids. 
Um, so those would be probably two of the bigger things. Do those trends change depending on the time of the year, whether it's planting season, harvest season, or maybe a lull in that or transferring generational things? What are those kind of trends that you see? Well, during transition time, um, when it's, you know, the farms being transferred on to family or friend or whoever it is, definitely those are <laughs> a time when communication issues seem to, you know, it's been working out great the whole time. And then now that we're going to transition, communication seems to be a problem um, or decision making is, you know, not going as well. So that would be a period that there's an increase. I would also say that, um, you know, when things kind of slow down a little bit, like we can rush through the busier seasons and get our jobs done and kind of look past stuff that's happening. And then when there's, yeah, like you said, a lull, um, it's like, okay, the problems are coming to the surface. Now we actually have to be aware of them and actually do something about it. You mentioned when somebody calls you, you pick up that phone, what can they expect? Can you kind of take me through? Obviously, it's confidential, but what kind of happens? What is that process? So when someone gets to me, first they call in either a 24-7 line or they would call to the farm center directly and let them know they want to speak to someone. So I would probably be reaching out to them, actually. Um, we try to make them make less phone calls that we'll reach out to them, either over the phone or sometimes it can be scheduled an online um, like video session. And so usually it starts off with just, you know, what were you reaching out for? Tell me a little bit about what's going on. And then also, what do you hope to gain from this? What You know, what are you... What are you wanting to have before you either leave the session today or, you know, do we need to schedule more? The other part of it is I'm listening to um, kind of what's going on and determining what's the best route of services for them. So is it telehealth? Can they do okay with that? Is it over the phone? Um, is it in person? Do they need someone to come to them? Um, you know, is it mediation? You know, what is it that they actually do need and that would, they would benefit from? Because it's not always me and counseling. What tips do you have for those who maybe are on the fence about reaching out or are even trying to convince a loved one to reach out for help? I would say reaching out is tough. It's a lot of strength to be able to reach out and say, this is what's going on in my life. Um, so you are not alone in that. It is tough to ask for help sometimes, especially when you don't even necessarily know what you're asking for. Also, you don't have to have the solution. So when you're calling it could just simply be, this is what's going on. I have no idea who to call or what to do or who what resources are available. That's where we can help. So if you kind of know what's going on, you can call us and say, this is what's going on. Please give me a direction to go in. And that can be really helpful. It doesn't have to be a mental illness. It doesn't have to be something that you're diagnosed with. It could just be, you know, the day-to-day -day stressors. Like I said before, it could be, you know, you have a farmhand that you, you can tell is struggling. Maybe they're calling in a little bit more. It seems like they might be, like, depressed. You know, what can I do to help them? Um, and we can give you resources and supports that maybe you didn't know were available. Um, so you just have to make the phone call, and then we can help from there. I think the biggest thing is that the resources are confidential. So, you know, especially with telehealth, it's been kind of nice to reduce stigma because you don't have to park in someone's, you know, in front of someone's office in a small town. Um, you can do telehealth from where you are. You know, you don't have to get ready and leave and take a half a day to go get some help. You can just simply make a phone call. And the other thing would, again, be that it doesn't have to be a mental illness. It doesn't have to be a diagnosed illness. For someone to say, hey, I just need to talk to someone. As a matter of fact, most of the time it's not. That was Jess Beauchamp, dedicated counselor who handles the telecounseling and support groups at the Farm Center. If you or someone you know is experiencing anxiety, chronic stress, or depression, have them reach out to the 24-7 Wisconsin Farmer Wellness Helpline at 
1-800-242-2558. You can also learn more ways to access resources in the article on our website at midwestfarmreport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You can hear the corn grow. You can smell healthy soil after a good rain. And you know when your livestock are healthy and when they're not. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's productivity and profitability as much as you do. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. <coughs> If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Yeah, that's him. You heard him coughing in the background. Typical start to our Thursday morning time to talk weather. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, along with us. It is that kind of kind of situation, though. Out the, outside, you've got all kinds of fuzzies in the air, blowing around, etc. It makes uh, it makes perfect sense that you'd be coughing. I'll be sneezing here in a minute. Uh, that, well, that, uh, was, that was coffee <laughs> down the wrong plate. That's all that was. <laughs> Well, regardless, we all share in your agony this morning. And I'll tell you what, you know, uh, we talked, though, there is a lot of, for people that have allergies, this is kind of a miserable time of the year. There's a lot of stuff in the air, but now you're telling me there's going to be some rain coming in that might take some of that out of the air, huh? Yeah, we could get a little clean out late tonight, maybe into the day tomorrow. At the same time, they're still talking about that Canadian wildfire smoke and that may actually settle in a bit behind the front that pulls through here later tonight. So maybe a little more smoke in the eye into the day tomorrow. That may be something we have to look at as well. But let's talk about what shaped up high pressure off to our northeast. Still going to mean a fair amount of sun today. Some clouds will develop. Low pressure has brought a cool front into Minnesota in the far northwest part of the state. Ahead of it, there is some rain from north central Minnesota, International Falls, 
down into West Central and Southwest Minnesota. Nothing too serious. There's not a major thunderstorm, nothing like that. But there are some showers moving east and southeast in Minnesota. The development could hit lacrosse yet by late afternoon or evening. The rest of us seeing that shower or maybe isolated thunderstorm chance in the night. The cool front passes through from west to east. In fact, I expect it to pass through all of our area as we make our way late tonight into very early tomorrow. Winds become west and then even northwest behind the front. The rain may linger in eastern Wisconsin a bit early tomorrow. Otherwise, we dry it out, but it does cool off for Friday, slowly turning around. More sunshine, more mild air, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I mean, we're talking to push back up into the 70s, maybe see an 80 by Tuesday or Wednesday, sounding a lot more mild and staying fairly dry into next week. More planting progress to be done. I'm guaranteed of that after a little rain chance tonight and into Friday may slow us down just to start the weekend. That rain chance we're talking about now, uh, late today in the west, tonight, then into early tomorrow in the east, could be in that quarter to half inch range. I'll have forecast details right after this. It's customer appreciation time at Bavaria Sausage. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew, celebrating more than 60 years in business and saying thank you. They're offering you a 10% discount on literally everything in the store with the exception of the already discounted items so you can enjoy all the old world flavors they're proud of. No fillers here. Make sure that you're checking it out online as well. BavariaSausage.com. Your 10% savings comes when you check out and enter the phrase thanks. T-H-A-N-X. Thanks on checkout. Take a look at some of the flavors that they're offering you at Bavaria Sausage. Of course, we know about their brats, but don't forget about their cheddar cheese. They've got a 22-year-old aged sharp cheddar cheese that's selling for $85.95 a pound. Use your 10% discount there and enjoy some real Wisconsin flavor. Bavaria Sausage. All righty, Stu. (laughs) Let's see if we can get through the forecast without without a cough and a choke. Oh, we, we got everything cleaned up now. We're, we're doing much better now. Whew. Anyway, a nice day today. Mostly sunny skies. A lot of mid-70s. Uh, probably 77 or 78 at La Crosse. South winds 5 to 15. The clouds try to build in, though, at La Crosse. And there could be a sprinkle yet by evening. Overnight, more clouds. Showers, possibly a thunderstorm developing from west to east. Down in the lower 50s for lows. South winds 5 to 10 become west late in the night in southern and eastern Wisconsin. The slight chance of a little shower early tomorrow. More likely a partly sunny day, a little cooler. Very low 60s with northwest winds at 5 to 15. Sunny on Saturday, oh, up to about 70, just in the very low 70s. The north winds at 5 to 10. Sunshine, mid and upper 70s Sunday, Pam. Sounds like the weekend turns out to be fantastic. And I know that means a lot of hours in the seat out yeah. in the field. Yeah, but that's all right. We'll take that. If we can just keep on going, that's, that sounds well and dandy. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. See, see what's happening with that rain. 
Sounds good. We'll see you then. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Stumacher, meteorologist, always entertaining, either with the forecast or with what's going on at his house. Uh, we are going to have more entertainment for you and a lot of good information. Don't forget, Zach Bauer with EverAg is our broker analyst that's going to be checking up with us. Before we end up the show today, you know, the problem is the news he brings us is not good when it comes to the dairy complex. Although yesterday we saw barrel and black cheese rally just a little bit, but fluid milk contracts continue to languish. He's one of the guests we've got on the way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real. So I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. We get it. You need the most durable truck and a return on it, too. That's why Ewald Chevrolet Buick is your certified agriculture dealer. With your purchase, receive AgPack at no additional cost to you. A package of farm and ranch discounts with savings up to $30,000. Right now, finance a new 2023 Silverado Turbo Max or select heavy-duty models for just 1.9%. Find new roads at EwaldChevroletBuick.com. On select models with approved credit, see dealer for details. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Over the past 15 years, Window World has donated more than $15 million to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. We have also supported the Veterans Airlift Command with over 120 flights. We have a strong belief in giving back and want to thank everyone who has chosen Window World for their home's renovation. When you go with Window World, you're doing a lot more than remodeling. Call us today. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. 
W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. They understand work-life balance. That's why most Fridays, you're done by 11 a.m. or noon. You can expect an appreciation for a good day's work, too. That comes from their background of family farm values and family work environment. If you're an experienced electrician that takes pride in your work and wants to join a rising reliable company with a premier benefits package, apply online at everreadyelectric.net. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeta metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Joe Barry has eight first-round draft picks on that Packers defense. He was asked, and this is something Packer fans say all the time, like, all those first-round draft picks, how come they're not better? Well, he was asked about expectations for the Packers and their defense with those draft picks. Take a listen to Joseph let David me, Berry. Let me flip your, your uh, little game here. Um, what, what, if, what, if, what if we just had a, a roster full of seventh-round draft picks? Would expectations not be high? I'm gonna I'm gonna pause right there. Let's let's play Joe Barry's game. He's flipping it around on uh, on its head, Rowdy. What if they had a seventh round draft picks, eight of them? Would expectations be high? Yeah, yeah. You know, we expect this is the green, this is the greatest thing about not only the National Football League but being at the Green Bay Packers. Expectations are high all the time, no matter what. So, um, I think Ted Nugent once said the stakes are high, and so am I. Doogie just messaged me that uh, Joe Barry's middle name is actually Dingle. Joe Dingleberry. That, that makes sense. Um, regardless of the fact, I'm very aware of our roster. I'm very aware of the draft status of all of our players. But um, expectations are and should be high all the time. And this year will be no different. There, there's absolutely no doubt about that. So I don't know if I, if I answered the question the way you, the, the way you wanted, but... Um, the expectations thing does not. That's the great thing about having this 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 word on our chest is that we're Green Bay Packers and um, the expectations that this place are high all the time and that's great. I love it. Are the expectations for the Packers defense high all the time, Rowdy? I remember the Packers defense sucking ass year in and year out and always being the reason why uh, you could just be losing games and not get another Super Bowl. I don't know if in most of those years, especially we'll say since the Super Bowl. If expectations were high, but people were hoping it would be better. Well, your expectations. It was more hope than expectations. Because your expectations were, well, I guess the Packers are going to probably blow this and Rodgers is going to have to score like 40 points. I hope they're better, but my expectations are they probably won't be. Now, that's that's talking about the timeline post 
post the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And that's, if we're talking about the last few years, like basically since they signed the Smith brothers, I feel like there has been expectations for this defense because remember they got Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith and Adrian Amos, and they spent a lot of money to shore up the defense. They drafted Rashawn Gary with the first pick, and it was one of their higher picks that they had had in a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, ever since then, I would say that there was expectations for this defense to be better, and now you think about where we're at as Green Bay Packer fans in this roster since the signing of all of those guys, they've added the Quay Walkers in the first round, the, you know, the, the, uh, Devonte Wyatt's in the first rounds. Uh, I mean, you can Lucas go, Van yeah, you can go right on down the list. Lucas Van Ness. Now you, you drafted Rashawn Hercules. Gary, even the year before Gary, you can look at Jair Alexander, who's been a great player for him. Like there's been a lot of investments in the past 10, 15 years on defense, especially in round one. So, yeah, I would say the last three to four years, there has been expectations with this defense. But I would say the, for the most part, that 10, 15 years leading up, <laughs> it, was hopeful. Hope. it was hoping it would be better. Uh, how can they live up to those expectations this year, especially with a young quarterback? Here's Joe Barry. You know, we, we threw that word out a little bit earlier, consistency. You know, I, I think that was probably the most disappointing thing. And you guys, you guys have been around me for three years now. I'm not a big uh, rearview mirror guy. You know, I, I want to look forward. I want to look through the windshield and what's ahead. Well, I wouldn't want to look behind either because in the Lions, you went defeated that year. And then when you're with the Redskins at the time, uh, your defense was abysmal. I wouldn't want to look back either. Um, but I think if you if you do go back and, and really critique last year, the inconsistencies were the things that really got us. And uh, we played well at time. We didn't play well at times. Um, and that's what you can't do in this league. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the, the quarterback and, and his and his uh, honors. Um, it really it doesn't matter on on our side of the ball on the defensive side of the ball. That's the thing that we got to do week in and week out is that we got to show up and play our best version of football, our best version of defense. And so that includes what, putting Jair Alexander 20 yards off of the best wide receiver in a third and short situation? Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Not a bad Thursday on the way. Partly sunny skies. We'll look for around 77 as our daytime high. Just a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow, 30% chance of rain. Under cloudy skies, 65 tomorrow. Then we're in for a beautiful weekend. Saturday, looks like uh, sunshine in 71. Sunday, sunshine in 73. Monday, sunshine in 71 degrees. Really into next week, not much of a chance of rain. We'll see temperatures that are going to push into the upper 70s. So glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Don't forget, we've got Zach Bauer from Everag joining us this morning to give us an update on what's happening in the markets. They specifically want to focus in on dairy, and dairy is not... uh, not enjoying a very good spot in the marketplace right now. Stick around for that. So today is the 18th day of May. What can I tell you? On this day back in 1804, Napoleon Bonaparte is appointed the Emperor of the French. Even today, the French leader, who was a native of Corsica, 
is widely known for his successful military campaigns and his final defeat, obviously, remember, Battle of Waterloo. He started taking over the world as we know it on this day back in 1804. On this day in 1980, Mount St. Helens erupts. Hands in the air if you can remember that one. The eruption killed 57 people. A large part of the previously cone-shaped volcano was replaced by a massive crater. Its summit is now somewhere around 1,300 feet. It's lower than before the eruption. They've got a great museum out there if you ever get towards uh, that part of the Pacific Northwest. Mount St. Helens erupted on this day back in 1980. Let's see. Happy birthday to actress-comedian Tina Fey. She's 53 years young today. And now you know. Well, we're keeping an eye on the weather for sure. We still have plenty of planting ahead of us as far as Wisconsin farmers. But for our specialty crop producers, they too have to keep an eye on what's happening with the weather. Charity Seebecker has more on our Wisconsin apple crop. Apple production is looking to be right on track for a normal bloom time and production level. This is according to Steve Lewis, owner of Oakwood Fruit Farm in Richland Center. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. He explains how the crop is looking so far this spring. So far, it's been, you know, I would say a little closer to normal than uh, what we've had in years past. We've always seemed to have had a little more extreme weather in the spring, but after that couple, three days of really warm 80s, things kind of went back more towards the normal and we're kind of pretty much on a normal schedule as far as bloom time, you know, picking time this fall. Looks like it's going to be a lot closer to a, to a normal year. Has any recent frost affected your trees? We got that warm weather, so they started budding. Is there any damage? Nope. So far, it looks really good. We'll know more here in a week or so. We just went through bloom uh, last week and, and this weekend. By next week, we'll be able to really tell, you know, what's set for a crop. You know, if there was any minor damage, you know, it'll show up there. You know, some of the blooms won't set an, an apple, um, which isn't a major thing. But right now, everything looks like we're set up to have a really nice crop. What is the normal? You're saying, you know, you're on track to be about good and have a good production, but what is that? As far as timing-wise, it's normally bloom around the 5th to 10th of May is pretty average time. And that sets us up to have harvest time, say, the benchmark of Honeycrisp around that 10th of September or so. Um, and that's kind of what the targets look like right now. That can change a little bit, you know, if we have a real hot summer. But uh, right now we're set up to look like, you know, we're right on target to be, you know, on our predicted average times. And as far as crop-wise, you know, we had a really nice crop last year. We had a really good return bloom this year. So right now it looks like we should have a good average crop again this year, which I think Almost all farmers will take average, you know. If they can, can hit our averages, we're, we're happy. We also have to talk about insects or weed control because those can be affected by weather. Are there any concerns moving into the growing season regarding this, or what have you been seeing? As far as diseases, you know, the major one we worry about this time of year in apples is apple scab, and that's uh, like if you see wild apples and they have that black, looks like sooty um, on the apples or on the leaves, that's apple scab, and that starts just as soon as the leaves start coming out in the spring. And we've had... You know, kind of average conditions for them or controllable conditions. And we haven't been super long periods of wet, you know, where we can't get out and uh, be able to manage that disease. So we, we've had nice dry periods with that. And insects.
insects. We haven't put any insecticides on yet. We really are conscious of pollinators, you know, this time of year. And so most farmer apple growers have backed off doing any insecticides until the bloom is completely out of the orchard and, and the, either commercial bees or native bees are, you know, off foraging on something else. That was Steve Lewis, owner of Oakwood Fruit Farm in Rutland Center. You can learn more about Oakwood Fruit Farm and find a full list of orchards in Wisconsin in the article on our website. You can find that at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Depending on system size, typically 10 years is your payback. Then when you think about these these systems that we're selling have 25-year warranties for everything, the panels, the inverters, the racking, and 25-year workmanship warranty from us, it's generally about 15, 16, 17 years of making money on your investment. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. How many pounds of grass does a cow eat in a day? How long does it take for a tiny piglet to reach 200 pounds? And how many eggs can a chicken produce in a month? There are dozens of farms all across Wisconsin eager to help you have fun while learning about the livestock that feeds our nation. Finding a farm is easy. Google Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Association to find a farm adventure by location, type, or name. Your next ag tourism adventure is waiting for you. Don't forget Zach Bauer with Ever Egg is on the way in just a moment. Boy, yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained three quarters of a cent to 145 and a half. 40 pound block cheese was up three and a half at 154. Double A butter gained two and a quarter cents on Wednesday to close at 246 a pound. Fluid milk contracts have not been going in the same direction. Yesterday we saw the June milk close a penny lower, 16.32. July milk closed 17 cents lower, 17.08 a hundredweight. I'm afraid this morning more red ink for our corn and beans. Right now December corn's down two at 4.97. The November soybeans down a nickel at 11.82. July wheat, despite all the concerns about the quality of our wheat, still down eight and a half at 6.17 a bushel. Like I said, talking markets with Zach Bauer in just a little bit. You know, it's kind of interesting. You're going to see a lot of new technology on Wisconsin farm fields this year, including drone technology. And while we might think about drones as being able to allow us to monitor crops for nutrient deficiency, insect uh, that might be insect and pests that might be around, in the Pacific Northwest, they're actually using drones to monitor wolves, not just wolves, but all wildlife that might be interacting with our livestock. Paul Wolf is one of the staff members with the USDA's Wildlife Service in the Pacific Northwest. And he said, in reality, they're using drones to monitor what's happening around our livestock. And he says, in some cases, that is monitoring wolves. He said, what's really been a surprise is the reaction that wolves have to the drones. Lo and behold, the first wolf we encountered, the pilot flew the drone over to the wolf and the wolf started to play ball and wanting to jump at the drone and play with it. And right away, the pilot, he calls me and says, hey, Paul, this is not going to work. <laughs> this gave us that opportunity to realize that it doesn't work. We put the speaker on it, flew that drone back over to that same animal. And of course, it was ready and waiting and wanted to play. And the minute the pilot spoke across the loudspeaker and said, hey, wolf, get out of here. That animal turned and ran. He's like, I think we got something. 
Well, there you go. Uh, Wolf, not afraid of the technology, just afraid of the human voice. That's Paul Wolf. He's USDA's Wildlife Services District Supervisor in Washington State. So they figured out that the drones can do a lot of different things in a lot of places that people don't have access to. So the next thing that they want to do, figure out just exactly what's going on around our domestic livestock and try to make sure that we're prepared for it. They would be able to see, okay, we got a heat signature coming out into the pasture to investigate the cattle. And then the drone would drop down and get a better view. And sometimes it's a bear, sometimes it's a cougar, sometimes it's a wolf, you know. And so the team right now is like, I can't operate without having a drone, (laughs) you know. It would be fantastic to have a drone being able to detect a wolf and go, hey, that's a wolf, and then notify the rancher so he can go out and check on his animals or, you know, interrupt it. It, And so it's neat for where we are right now and, and what we're trying to accomplish. There you go. Drone technology helping protect our livestock from wildlife. That's Paul Wolf. He's out in Edmonds, Washington. He's USDA's Wildlife Services District Supervisor there. Are you using drone technology this year, maybe for the very first time? Let me know about it. How are you using it? What are you finding it most helpful for? Our talk text line is the best way to do that. Go ahead, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Let me know. What new technology are you using to get planted this spring? Coming up next, talking about the market. Boy, I tell you, our dairy producers are concerned about the trends they're witnessing, not just in the cheese market, but fluid markets and really the dairy complex as a whole. Zach Bowers with Everegg, our guest to address that, coming up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Gear up for spring with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We've got an unbeatable selection of products to keep your projects moving along. Like a GPI 12-volt, 8 gallons per minute transfer pump, it's $299.99. Pick up a 1,000-pound capacity swivel jack from Kurt, on sale $59.99. Rewards members pay $54.99. Stay organized with a welded storage rack from Edsel, priced at $299.99. And select 5-quart jugs of Mobile One synthetic motor oil in assorted grades, now $29.99. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna. 
because you're worth it. Learn more at liunawisconsin.org join. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We sure do. We do our best to make sure that we are always providing you information that you can't get anywhere else. Everybody can read the numbers, but you need to know what's going on behind those numbers. If you're a dairy producer, you are probably more than a little concerned about the numbers you've been seeing lately. Let's find out what's going on. Zach Bauer, one of the broker analysts with EverAg, joining us live this morning. And we want to focus in on those cheese numbers, Zach. Man, oh man, like I mentioned to you uh, when we were talking during the commercial break, it it hurts my heart to have to deliver the cheese numbers we've been talking about lately. Yesterday was kind of a blip on the screen, gaining a little bit, but boy, we are still seeing some nasty cheese prices out there. Yeah, good morning, Pam. Uh, what we're seeing is some prices we haven't seen since, coincidentally, May, June of two years ago, 2021, right? Um, and a lot of this is coming off the backside of softening demand. We're seeing consumers start to finally pull back, um, which makes sense if you look where credit card debt has ran in the last couple of months, right? At some point, something has to give, and we're starting to see that on the demand front a little bit, um, as well as this has been a very strong spring flush across the whole U.S. Uh, milk, milk production has been extremely strong, and that's been very difficult to manage with you know, a lot of excess lows trading anywhere between eight to 12 under class pricing. Um, good news there, I think, is starting to hear reports that we might be on the backside of that. Finally, milk production is getting a little bit more manageable um, from the, the co-op end, end side of things. Um, and I think a lot of that probably has to do with some of these dairy cow slaughter numbers we've been seeing, right? Uh, over the past four weeks, we've been averaging almost four or 5% more uh, cow cows than the previous year. Um, even in some regions running double digit numbers higher, especially in the West Southwest where they're starting to get some of the worst, uh, paychecks. Um, and I believe we're going to continue to see that trend, uh, as with, we look at beef prices, uh, compared to where feed and, uh, milk prices are at, that's just where the numbers are. Right. Um, so I think we can continue to see that trend happening. Um, hopefully tighten up our milk production a little bit, get into more summer months, get into more demand months. Um, and hopefully we can find a bottom here pretty soon and round it out. Uh, I like to believe yesterday was just the start of that, but hopefully we can get some follow through there. Yeah, I hear you. Zach Bowers again joining us live this morning, one of the broker analysts with EverAg. Let's talk a little bit about global demand, Zach. Uh, here in the United States, obviously the school year is coming to an end. That gives us a little bit of a hiccup as far as demand. What about the world's appetite for dairy? Yeah, the world's appetite has been similar to the U.S., um, but on a good news front, we have seen China finally starting to step up on in somewhat of a big way in the New Zealand GDT auction. They've come out in almost full force again, you know, be, buying over last year's numbers again, enough to bring their cheese up towards a $2 price range. Uh, they had the New Zealand's GDT auction this past week. They did slide a little bit from, you know, 207 to $2.00. Uh, but still quite a significant gain over the U.S. And, and even Europe as well, as Europe tends to be in this 160-ish range as well. So that puts us very competitive on an export market. So even though demand everywhere is sliding a little bit, we should have the competitive edge as a price to get some exports booked, uh, move this cheese out of the country, and get prices moving higher again. Milk production figures are going to come out this week. You got any prognostications for me, Zach? Yeah, milk production comes out tomorrow. Um, looking at, you know, our analysts are expecting anywhere between a half to 0.6% growth again, um, which to me is pretty neutral. 
uh, to maybe supportive. You know, usually when I look at milk production, I look at it and say 1% is pretty neutral. Anything in growth over that is, is uh, negative towards pricing and anything below that can be supportive. Uh, but we are projecting that by, you know, Q3 into the summer months, we are going to be potentially down year over year on milk production. Um, if you look at where cow slaughter numbers are, are heading and trending. Um, so I think, again, milk production, hopefully keep an eye on that tomorrow. Uh, could be to throw some surprises to catch some support in here if, if uh, we have gotten rid of enough cows. Again, Zach Barr joining us. He's a broker analyst with Every. I got to ask you kind of an ugly question, Zach. Uh, here in Wisconsin, I just got a phone call yesterday about some of our dairy cooperatives, our cheese processors making decisions to cut dairies off of their pickup route. Uh, we, we're not sure what the motivation is, if it's economic, if it's about quality, whatever it is. Are other regions still dumping milk, making decisions that impact producers because of where we sit with this price and movement of milk? Yeah, definitely hearing um, in the Northeast, the New York region, you're hearing quite a bit of uh, milk dumping again. Um, similar scenario to what you're hearing in, in Wisconsin. Uh, you jump down south towards Texas, they're struggling as well to move milk. I uh, haven't heard of anything being dumped yet, but I have heard of a lot of uh, $12 milk checks because of it, right? It costs a lot to move milk um, and the dairies are suffering because of it. So yeah, there's definitely quite a few other regions in the U.S. that are ha- handling the same situation. Anything else in particular, Zach, that you want to draw people's attention to on a Thursday morning? Yeah, I think, um, you know, just to talk quick, a risk management standpoint, what's really interesting is that the, the futures curve is giving you a really good look at Q4 and into Q1 of 2024. Um, you know, it's a $2 premium, $18, $19 milk out there while June sits at 16 That's something to really consider and take advantage of, especially as we've seen grains, uh, you know, from a dairy perspective, highlight sub $5 corn again into new crop, bean meal 400 or, and less. Um, you know, those are numbers out there in Q4 and, and beyond that, that can make sense for a dairy's bottom line when you look at what your input costs are going to look like uh, with when we reset on this new feed. Yeah, we were just talking about it yesterday. Same thing about evaluating your heifer stock. How many do you really have to keep around? Exactly. With where beef prices are at, it makes sense to run very slim there. All right, my friend. Thank you so much, Zach. Always a great guest to have along with us, Zach Bowers, broker analyst with Everag. Remember, you can tap into their resources. All you have to do is jump on their website, ever.ag, and they will be glad to help you with that risk management strategy. Glad to have him along with us this morning, uh, joining us live. Don't forget, uh, I'll be sure and repost all the audio from this morning's show. If you want to re-listen to what Zach had to say or any of our guests, uh, you can do that by popping online at Midwest farmreport.com and checking out our playlist. That's where you'll find all of the resources. Have a good Thursday, everybody.